0: welcome to jay madison's rural america it's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles jay madison's rural america is also a production of jefferson county economic development now here's jay
1: hey there folks this is jay madison with jay madison's rural america and welcome back to our podcast Uh, We've been off just a little bit, folks. A uh, lot of things going on in the world that have impacted Ron's and my ability to uh, record a podcast here yeah. recently. So we do apologize for the hiatus, but we are back, right, Ron?
0: We're back, Jay. We're, I'm sitting across from you here. Woo! what a month May was. And, Jeepers, uh, I Ju- guess. June is starting out not much better. Not much better. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I, it, and I'm trying to think of when the last podcast was, because I did a podcast or two by myself. You know, we could always go back and listen to them and yeah, find out. Yeah. But um, I think it's been probably a month since you've been sitting yes, in, you know, here yes, on the radio.
0: It has been a month. Of course, we uh, we rolled right into spring planting season on yep, the farm. On the farm up here. Yeah. In and, New York. Uh, and that went flawlessly, actually. We had a great spring. I think farmers across the the northern... Part of the US here all uh, got into the fields and get in really good shape. And we can talk about the weather a little bit here later, but planting actually went very well. And uh, then how,
1: how many acres do you plant?
0: Uh, we About 4,600, 4,700 that we cover here in the spring. And we did the bulk of that in 12 days, actually.
1: Wow, is that? Uh, That's close. record
0: time oh, for record us. Record time. Yeah. Wow, And then we chopped about 1,000 acres of hay during that same tide period. So
1: 48, 48, 4800, 4,800 acres of corn planting?
0: Corn and soybeans, corn and, and soybeans. then about 1,000 acres of hay. So that was uh, 5,700, 5,800 acres we got over in a pretty short period of time. So great crew this spring. Kudos really go out to uh, to the employees and, and the willingness to, and their families, actually, for... Uh, their willingness to work hard and
1: work a lot of hours. Work a lot of hours. Yeah. A short amount of time. Yeah. Now, did you see that across the board up here where farms yes. pretty yeah. much in that same situation? Absolutely.
0: Crop went in really fast this year. We uh you know, we I think the last rain we had, if we want to talk about the weather a little bit, the last meaningful rain was that two and a half inches we had around the twenty fifth of April. Wow. And
1: has it hasn't been that long?
0: Yeah. And, of course, we did have a, we had a Sunday where I think we had six tenths, but that was spotty. Some people had more than others. And we had a Wednesday where, so when it only rains now and then, you remember these things, right? <laughs> Which, <So.
1: laughs> from my from my point of view, is not too bad, but from a farmer's point of yeah. view, not so good.
0: Right. So uh, So rain has been pretty sparse, and we're kind of at a critical point. But, yeah, and then, of course, in the meantime... I flew down to Florida, uh, that would have been almost two weeks ago now, and we did our corn harvest down there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And And, uh, so we're
0: finished planting here and harvesting down there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's crazy for us up here in the North Country to think about Northern New York State to think about harvesting corn. In May and June, that's yeah. just nuts. You know yeah. th- that never is going to happen.
0: So that was a great experience. I'm uh, I'm really excited about what we accomplished down there this year. And
1: now, what are the soil? What's the difference in the soil types from you know in general? Because we do have widely varying soils here in Jefferson County, from a sandy loam, sand, sandy loam, you know, shelly loam, loam. Than to clay, clay. Yeah. Um, what are the soils like down there where you're uh, farming in Florida?
0: Predominantly sand,
1: um, with a little bit of muck. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you you mix some some swamp soil for those that don't yeah. know what muck is. Yeah. That would be the soil that forms on the bottom of a an ancient swamp that's right. been drained. Right. And so it's a very organic yes. soil. Yes. And so that organic material mixes in with sand down there?
0: Yes. We call it salt and pepper. Oh, really? So, (laughs) because you got, in some cases, you have almost like sugar sand. Really? With a mixture of that black muck particles.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Very, very high pHs. Uh Uh-huh. So 7.4, 7.5. So really hard to manage that because that ties up all the nutrients. The Phosphorus, for instance, uh, very high in phosphorus, but not available to the plant. The okay. plant,
1: huh? You know, I wouldn't have even thought about that. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So, we kind of had to learn to farm all over again down there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you know,
1: were was, the so you were assisting some farms, some yes, friends, yes, yes, with this, yeah. And were they satisfied with the yields?
0: Yes, very satisfied, and the quality, um was excellent so we uh, we felt very successful everybody's very happy looking forward to trying to make a go around next year
1: so growing corn in florida it's not that common then
0: right especially in south central florida where we are Uh, you know of course a lot of vegetables a lot of sweet corn but field corn not that common not a lot of research done down there so
1: why are they trying it now uh feed costs are so high Okay, so the feed costs, the high price of feed costs are driving them to say, okay, we've got to make more of our yeah, own feed.
0: they got to learn to farm. Okay. We can't just milk cows and depend on somebody else to ship our, our uh, food for our
1: cows into us. Um, and that's what they've done in the past. Yes, yes. Interesting, interesting. So so they found the right guy to do that. Yeah, somewhere they turned
0: a rock over and <laughs> guess who come crawling out.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of people laughing right now listening <laughs> yeah. to this podcast, I'm Just telling you. Yeah. Just telling you. Out yeah. comes Ron. Yeah. <laughs> so you you went down there, you're help you're helping uh 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 people like oh what uh Sutton uh, uh Rocks, the Rocks family. Yeah, Sutton Rocks. Yeah. Um, you're helping them learn how to grow corn? That's correct. Yeah. Huh. You know, you yeah. you just think of dairy farmers, you think of growing corn. That's yeah. just, you know, in yeah. our in our world, that's just a given, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm a dairy farmer, I grow corn and soybeans. Yeah. Uh, but down there, you're just a dairy you're farmer. You're just a
0: dairy farmer, you just milk cows. They, and they'll tell you, we're not a farmer, we're a dairyman.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: And, uh, and of course, you know, Everything from variety selection—you know what what corn do we want to plant? What day length corn do we want to plant? How do we fertilize it? How do we how do we kill the weeds? How do we keep the disease out of it?
1: Now, what? So up here, what would be the normal day length corn that you might plant up here?
0: Up here, anywhere you know from ninety day to maybe a 103 day.
1: And that's, that's talking about the amount of time it takes for that corn to sprout and become a mature plant. That's correct. Okay, see, I know a little bit about yep. this stuff, Ron. Yep. You can be proud and of And it's me. all based on heat <laughs> units
0: and what they call growing degree days.
1: Now, down there, what was the day length?
0: We started with 114-day and finished with 124-day. Really, okay, and the so, 124 day actually matured in about 110 days.
1: Wow! Because of the availability of yep. sunlight and heat down yes. there. Yes. And you just never would get that kind of sunlight no. and heat up here. Right. Interesting. I mean, this is for for somebody like myself that knows a little bit about agriculture, but isn't exposed to it. That's really interesting to hear about the differences between Florida. Yep. And their ability to grow field corn and us yep. in growing field corn. And if you
0: ask the average dairy farmer down there, you know, why aren't you growing corn? And they'll say, well, you just can't do it.
1: But you did it.
0: Yeah. Huh?
1: <laughs> wow. Now, so, yield rates compared to up About here. equal, actually.
0: Really? Um, yep. Uh, we did go through a significant dry spell down there uh, for about a month. So we were irrigating. Uh, but there's nothing like rainfall, natural right, water, right? right. And um, but we were comparable in the twenty ton per acre range, uh, very high quality, so very high starch levels, which is what we want for the cows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we're pretty happy for a first go around for a bunch of rookies.
1: Oh well, that that's interesting. You know, here on the podcast in, in previous episodes, we've talked about we've actually interviewed you while you were out in the field down there planting corn. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting now to bring it full circle to where now you've been down there, you've harvested and you've seen the results of that. And especially when it's new to Florida, that's pretty cool.
0: So now they're turning around and they're planting a crop of forged sorghum, which sorghum is a kind of a, uh, an orphan child of the corn plant and the grass plant basically. Um, uh, and there's different kinds of sorghum. There's grain sorghum, and then there's forage sorghum. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to plant forage sorghum,
1: which will be something that they'll chop and feed to the cows. Yeah, feed like to the chop.
0: cows and the heifers, and it'll be a lower quality feed, but it'll be uh, it'll be feed.
1: Okay, it provides some energy to the yeah. cows, and, a little yeah. bit of nutrition, yeah. and yeah. helps them with roughage and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yes. Hmm. yeah very interesting this is uh, i'm glad we started off with this yeah um so results were good you came back and now you're back at it here yeah in... so now I've, i'm back
0: here in the smoke-filled uh yeah.
1: it's nuts <laughs> isn't it wow yeah i mean we we've been talking about it here at the office the schools have had to shut down ventilation systems, they've had to, while you sat at old McDonald's farm today. Yeah, we had
0: an elementary class this morning come, and when the teachers got off the bus, they immediately called the principal, he said, no, they can't be outside, Uh, kids were crying, of course, because here they got this big field trip. And they're right there. And they're in the parking lot.
1: Oh, that's brutal.
0: Yeah, I really felt bad for those little kids coming towards the, hopefully they'll get a make-up date here, possibly, but. You know, it's uh, very strange what's happening with these wildfires all across Canada. And and now we're starting to see them in northern Michigan, Um, but everywhere from Nova Scotia all the way to northern Saskatchewan. uh, The Canadian forest is on fire. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's not good. It's, um, you know, we were talking about about it here in the office, and I was explaining to the folks that along that, that, uh latitude yeah right latitude longitude would that be that would be longitude yes i'm trying to remember my geography
0: latitudes up and down
1: up and down yeah so the longitude would be across yeah i hope we got that right somebody will tell us if we didn't right um but anyways up there uh, they have a lot of spruce fir forests, which you know those are uh, conifer type tree species mm-hmm. predominantly. Very thick, they grow very thick mm-hmm. forests. The duff, the the layer of organic material on the forest floor, is usually pretty thick, right? And it's usually a pretty green environment. It mm-hmm. stays wet. It you know those trees you know have a lot of moisture to them and stuff. But man, if it's that dry that it's they're getting these types of forest fires. And you've got spruce fir, which are conifer, which produce oils that are very flammable yeah. when the yeah. tree is dry. That's not good. You've got yeah. a lot of fuel to burn up there.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I guess uh, some of these fires are just a, you know an hour or so northwest of Ottawa.
1: Oh, as really? As close as that. Oh, I didn't realize they were that close. Yeah. Huh? Wow. So I don't know. Yeah, that would still... That would be your spruce fir forest region. Yeah, because
0: once you get up there above Ottawa, you look off and that...
1: That's what it is. Yeah. You don't see big maple trees anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, and it has been crazy here. I don't know how many of our listeners are from elsewhere in the United States or in other countries, but uh, right now here in northern New York... uh, I'm colorblind, so I can't describe what the sky looks like. But we don't have any fires here locally, folks. But because of these fires, you know, three, four, five hours away up in Canada, mm-hmm. um, our sky has a very weird, and we're not used to this. This is not No, California. and the other
0: thing is that that jet stream has been, we've had that low setting off uh, the coast of Maine, Nova Scotia area, yeah, and spinning back and, and bringing that Canadian northeast air, flow. yeah, right down on top of
1: us. Yeah, we're not used to that. Usually, right. it's westerlies or southwesterly yeah. winds this time yeah. of year, and it's it's like we've got a giant nor'easter storm, except yeah. it's not one of those nor'easter storms that just moves up the coast and yeah. away. This is a big blocking low that's just stuck there over the Canadian marathons. And it's funny, you
0: know, we we had uh, we sent a load of weed out to uh, a little bit north of Boston uh, Sunday night, and uh, the driver's air conditioner in his truck was coming and going, basically. And it was a weekend, and it happened late Friday, so we, we were unable to really figure out what was the matter with it. So I was a little concerned about sending him out there with no air conditioner. And long story short, he called me yesterday. He said, well, the good news is my air conditioner started working. The bad news is I had to use my heater because oh. it was actually cold out
1: there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had cooled down quite a bit there over yeah. uh, over on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, the, the, he said it was in the low 50s out there. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So. But, uh, so, yeah, the... What color has the sky been, Ron? It's been, oh,
0: it's it's been this yellowish orange yeah. that's uh, really
1: eerie. Yeah, you can see the sun through it. Yeah, but you can look right at the sun; it doesn't blind you. Right. You you know it's there, but it's it's really and the weird reflections
0: thinking. like off a car hood or
1: something are really strange. Strange. And like yesterday, there there was you could pick up a little bit of like a spruce smoke yes uh, aroma in the air, but then there was also this like nasty burning yes. smell to it. And too. that's
0: actually worse today.
1: Oh, is it? I haven't been outside. Yeah, no, since it's like really bad. Huh. I
0: mean, it's it like I've got a. I was outside most of the morning, and uh, I can feel it in my chest. Huh. You know, it got that scratchy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know uh, the Watertown Rapids baseball team were supposed to have an away game tonight. I forget where. I think Utica or someplace. And there, I don't know if it's still happening or not. I, I know they were talking about canceling it. There's um,
0: There sounds like a lot of outdoor events are being canceled here. Um, you know, and like you said, schools are are shutting down ventilation systems. I know we were closing Old McDonald's Farm at noon today. Just out of safety. Yeah.
1: Glad it wasn't last Friday for the dairy parade. Yeah.
0: Jeez. So speaking of the dairy parade.
1: Yes, yes. It, uh,
0: Great work, Jake. Awesome uh, event.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. We dodged. While you and I, I was getting phone calls. Oh, you're going to cancel it? And this was at noon on Friday. Yeah. Are you going to cancel? Are you going to cancel? We should cancel. We should cancel. And I'm sitting here going, oh. And you and I talked, and we did our little weather prognostication yeah. stuff. And we said, go for go it. Go for it. Yeah. And so we, you know, I I sent out word, Dairy Parade starts at 7, be there. Yeah. And by golly, there was nothing. No, no. Imagine the... if I had canceled that.
0: Yeah, all no, that. That Ugh. would have been awful. And, you know, there was a few storms kicking around, but they they went east of us. They stayed north of us and uh they you know it clouded up there a little bit kind of cooled off but actually it was, yeah, it was good. nice it yeah. went from
1: 88 yeah. down to 80 yeah which felt good
0: yeah so now a lot of people i drove one of our trucks in the parade which yeah, it was awesome there was just a lot of people
1: yeah i'm estimating uh and i think it's a very safe estimate of at least 8,000, maybe 9,000 yeah. people. I
0: really think there was more than last year.
1: Yeah. I honestly do. Last year we were saying 8,000 yeah. based on the the system I use, which is actually cups of ice cream. Okay. That's my estimation system because Cowlic Ice Cream gives out, uh, last year they gave out 2,000 cups of ice cream. Okay. Only to children. They mm-hmm. only give it to children. And so I extrapolate from that. Okay, if they give out two thousand cups of ice cream, how far did they make it in the the parade? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. said they didn't make it to the state office building yeah. last year. Yeah. And the state office building is where boom, you get you know a yeah. thousand people there yeah. easily. So if they gave out two thousand cups of ice cream, you figure you're usually on average going to have at least two people to three people with yeah. every child, right? And so, based on that, that's how I come up with that number of about 8,000 people last year. This year, I know on my end of the parade where it starts, it was packed. There was a lot of people.
0: See, and that's what I thought. There was more people at the beginning of the parade this year than last year.
1: Yeah. So- because. Usually as you go through the Dairy Parade, and for folks that don't know, we're talking about you know here in Watertown, New York, the Jefferson County Dairy Parade, which is one of the county's biggest parades of the year. And when it starts out from the Watertown High School, it's a mile-long route. They go uh, in, on Washington Street into the city of Watertown, past the Dulles State Office Building, turn left, and that's where it ends. Usually about a quarter of the way through, the crowd thins out a little bit, and then starts to pick up as you get towards the state office building. Well this year it didn't thin out. No, at it was all.
0: consistent and, and like I said, it was it was heavier at the beginning and stayed consistently heavy right down through.
1: Yeah, which is phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Phenomenal. I I was really impressed. I mean, and you had a lot of bands, school participation was really big. You had a lot of clubs, yeah. FFA groups.
1: Three of them this year. Yeah. Alex Bay, way yeah. to go. We finally got them in. They haven't been in in a long time, so we yeah, appreciate no, them was, coming.
0: It's it's great to showcase the dairy industry here. It's uh, and it's kind of become a kind of be there, be square event, right? It
1: is, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. And this year, this year, the Armed Forces Day parade, which is about three, four weeks earlier, that was rained out. So I, as soon as I found out it was rained out, I called them up and I said, Hey, you know, um, why don't you send folks over to us? We'll, we'll honor them as the armed forces day parade. That way our, our veterans and our active duty personnel, you know, there's, there's something to honor their service. And at the same time, we're doing the dairy parade. And it worked out great. We had uh, folks come over from that parade, yeah, and it just it was it was a really tremendous night. And then we had Northern Blend chorus,
0: yeah, and I watched that on the live stream as the parade was about to begin, and uh, um, they were awesome.
1: They really did a phenomenal yeah. job. I, I of course, didn't get to see it until you know the following day, and I didn't even see it. Uh, my son Nate turned it on on his phone to check it out. And I could just hear them singing, and I'm like, holy crap, that sounds really good. And uh, so thanks to NBC Watertown, uh, the NBC affiliate here in Watertown, New York, uh, they live streamed the parade for us and live streamed that. Yeah, and, that's a big undertaking. And of course, they had my uh, <laughs> uh, illustrious son-in-law
0: Jake <laughs> and one of the
1: co-hosts of the live stream. Yeah, this year. yeah, we had JJ and Jake this yeah, year. It was yeah. quite the duo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, JJ is the uh, the uh, morning on air personality and actually program director for Z ninety three Stevens Media Group here in yeah. town, and she's done this for this would be her third year now. I think yeah, her third year of doing the broadcast, and we brought Jake in this year, yeah, uh, to be her co-host, and he did a great job. And oh my God, I thought that they would hit it off well. I thought yeah. they would be a good pairing. And well, they did. and they did. It was a real good matchup. Yeah. Their personalities yeah. just offset each other, and uh, it was.
0: So it was, you do know, Jay, you keep doing such a great job. It's gonna be hard to up the ante <laughs> every year.
1: <laughs> well, the good news is, this Northern Blend chorus is already said yes to next year i have at least one band that has already said yes to next year so here we are not even four days out and we've already got the chorus planned and i did have one person say well i don't know if you should do the chorus I'm like, why? Why would yeah. you even say that?
0: Actually, I thought it was pretty neat because as people, are, as the parade begins, those people that congregate way down by the state office building, they have a lot of time.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of time. And it yeah, it creates, it's just like if you watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade on mm-hmm. TV. You know, they have performances that yeah. happen before, yeah. during, and after the yeah. parade. Yeah. And not that I'm saying we're ever going to become the Macy's Thanksgiving Day yeah. Parade, But agriculture harmonizing with the community. What is wrong with that? Yeah, there you go. What is wrong with that? Yep.
0: (laughs) That's that's awesome. No, it was certainly a great, great evening and a way to kick off June Dairy Month here.
1: Yeah. American Dairy Association Northeast and the Jefferson County Ag Promotion Board, they gave out 500 cartons of milk um, there at the. At the broadcast site, so that was... And I got to ask,
0: where did the little flags come from? The little flags. Everybody had little flags.
1: I don't know. Because the theme was red, white, and moo. Red, white, and moo, a celebration of rural America.
0: And all these kids had these flags.
1: I don't know. And it really
0: was impressive actually
1: really yeah see i had no idea you i didn't know i didn't that. know
0: if somebody armed forces or somebody handed
1: them out or uh, to be honest i did not see anybody that would have had that many you know i saw flags in some of the entries but not that many not to give them out along the parade route. yeah
0: these were lined down through
1: really yeah oh i wished i'd seen it now yeah. that would have been so cool yeah huh
0: yeah, I forgot to mention that to you. Yeah, nobody day.
1: nobody told me that. I had no idea. No idea. Yeah. So that's cool. I wonder if it was spontaneous, everybody. You know, uh, we hired uh, Kate uh, Zare-Peer. She's a professional mm-hmm. photographer. She was there okay. you know, the whole night and took photos. And one of the things, and actually JJ and Jake had told me about this, Um As part of, folks, as part of the performance by NBC, or the Northern Blend Chorus, they were going to finish with the National Anthem as the parade Mm -hmm. approached. And um, JJ and Jake told me about it, and then I saw in the pictures to back it up. It was so cool. Everybody stood up, Jake and JJ told me, everybody stood up and the flag on the flagpole in front of the state office building, sort of hidden. Everybody stood up, and you can see in the pictures they're looking all looking at it, looking at that flag. They've got their hand on their heart. Oh, wow, nice! And it just brought chills to my my wow. skin. To, to wow. it just was so cool to see in the pictures what JJ and Jake had told me about, and how it was so you know just everybody that that whole red, white, and blue yeah you know spirit took hold, and they all you know were. Well, Saluting the flag. So
0: you're going to have pictures on the website
1: already there. Okay, agricultureevents.com. You'll see those pictures. agricultureevents.com. You know this this father. It looked like a single father with his little kids mm. standing there, and they're all standing there so proud, wow. looking at the flag. That's really cool. Then there's a, a mixed group. You know, mix, mixed mixed ethnic, ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, they're all standing together. They got big old smiles on their faces, wow. hands on their heart. And then there's a big picture of the crowd, and there's an older woman standing there, and she's looking up. It looks like she's looking up to God with her hand yeah, on wow, her heart. It was wow. so. I sound like a uh, preacher right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I mean, that picture was just that's, so that's inspiring. Awesome. That's so awesome. inspiring. But yeah, so it went really well, and um, you know, again, the dairy parade is is to kick off Dairy Month here in June. Uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension's got some things going on. Check it out on their Facebook and mm-hmm. on their uh, website. Next week, uh, Saturday, June 10th, is the big Ag Day right, game at the right. Watertown Rapids. What
0: time's that kick? Oh. Uh, 6
1: p.m. Okay. 6 p.m. Uh, Commissioner Ball, who was on the podcast with us, he could not make it, but he's uh, sending Sean okay. Um, who is the interim director of the New York State Fair. Yep. He'll be here. He's going to throw out the first pitch. Awesome. We've got all kinds of food donations. And when I say food donations, I'm not talking like food pantry type stuff. I'm talking about prizes that we're going to give out to people during the game. There will be prizes that we give out. Uh, There's meat packages, like a breakfast meat package, a Mm -hmm. dinner meat package, maple syrup, honey, um, uh, maple cotton candy, um, just all kinds of different packages of food that are being donated to give out to people um or winners uh, that yeah. win raffles or whatever we do it um we're giving away t-shirts like i think it's the first 100 150 mm-hmm. people through the door are going to get an ag day t-shirt hp hood is going to be there um i know that they have base or uh, uh Holstein cow print hats. Oh, wow. I believe the baseball, I'm not positive, don't quote me on it, but I believe the baseball team will be wearing them during oh. the game. <laughs> then then um, uh, Great Lakes Cheese is donating, they're a sponsor, and they're donating cheese curd, and I'm going to have cheese curd eating contests. Probably. Oh, uh, the dairy ambassadors are going to be there with a milk refueling station, just like they did at the dairy parade. Mm-hmm. Oh, who am I missing? Uh it just so happens that old McDonald's farm and Otter Creek Winery sponsor the Great Foodie Race every yeah. game. Yeah. So we have that, and that's just one of the one of the big games yeah. during the yeah. during the baseball game is wow. that game. They love that. So the the celebration of the dairy industry will continue and really be highlighted by that uh by that Ag Day game, you know, after after the dairy parade and the stuff cooperative extension does. Uh, next will be that uh, that baseball game, the Watertown Rapids baseball game, their Ag Day celebration. That'll be great. Yeah, and uh, in case you're interested, watertown-rapids.com, watertown-rapids.com for more information. Yes, that is a shameless shameless plug. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they deserve it for doing yes, it. Yes, so. they do. They do. But, uh, Ron, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. What did we leave out? Anything?
0: Well... No, let's we finish talk this to, yeah. on a high
1: note. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I think we'll wait. We'll we'll save that other topic for next. Yeah,
0: week. let's leave this on a high note. Let's let's pray for rain.
1: Yes, we need the rain because
0: we need some rain to clear out this atmosphere to yeah. stop these forest fires and the crops really need it. Boy, it has gotten dry. Yeah, in yeah. a hurry. Yeah, and where, sure you has. know you're hearing about these flash droughts that are popping up and uh, where it has cooled off a little bit. But uh,
1: but sometimes that's not any better than a no, hot day because no. if it's uh, cool and windy, that dries See, and dry. So Saturday
0: and Sunday really took the sap out of crops. Yeah, yeah. With that 30, 40 mile an hour wind gust out of yep. the northeast and just and cold, it was dry and cold. Yeah. And yeah,
1: that that does that dries things out fast. Yeah, so. yeah. So so finishing out everybody. If you're a praying person, pray for rain. The right amount of rain, not too much, but the right amount of rain, and let's uh, let's pray for these uh, wildfires up in Canada and elsewhere to uh, be extinguished, and that no firefighters get hurt in the process of fighting those, and that all of our farmers continue doing the fantastic, th- fantastic things they do, and number one, being economic engines for their local communities and growing the food we need to eat. So, folks, that is going to be it. That's a wrap. This has been Jay Madison along with my partner, Ron Robbins, and uh, that's another episode of Jay Madison's Rural America.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or JCIDA.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.